Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, August 2nd. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. It was Olympic week two this week, and also that means the last week of the Olympics. So much has happened, so let's go ahead and get started. We'll start with non-Olympic news first. So in the world of basketball, Russell Westbrook is packing his bags for the fourth team in four years, but this time he packs his bags for L.A. as the Lakers have offered him a contract. The Lakers got three players along with three draft picks, And those draft picks happen to be all in Olympic years of all things. So I guess they wanted to stick with that theme. Um, But that is important because LeBron and Russell Westbrook are two of the top five triple-double players in the NBA. And along with Anthony Davis, the Lakers look stacked for next season. I feel like I can't do this podcast without mentioning this story. Otherwise, I'd be failing y'all. But OU and Texas are officially moving to the SEC. The SEC has voted on it. They unanimously brought them in. Texas and OU have both agreed to accept that invitation. And as of right now, even though people are going to argue in your office, we are moving in 2025. That is when the media rights for the Big 12 expire, and we have said we are not renewing those media rights. Guys are going to fight you tooth and nail on this and say next year we'll be playing in the SEC. That may still be true, but as of right now, the presidents and athletic directors and everybody is saying 2025, so right now, that's the right answer. And that is basically it as far as non-Olympic news goes. So let's jump right into Tokyo 2020 plus one. So just like my normal podcast, we're going to start with baseball, but this time it's Team USA baseball. Team USA lost to Japan. And if that sounds familiar and you're like, what? Uh, That's because Team USA softball also lost to Japan, but baseball took it to the ninth inning. They were tied and Japan ended up winning off a single in the 10th. If that confuses you, that's probably a good thing because in extra innings in the Olympics, runners are placed on first and second to start extra innings. And then our pitcher had a nice walk of their batter, and then Hidito Asumura hit a single with the bases loaded, therefore giving them the run they needed to win. We are not out of the tournament. We just have to go through the loser's bracket now. Team USA men's basketball will play Spain Tonight, late night though, 1140 in the quarterfinals. This is the game of reigning Olympic champs, us, versus the reigning World Cup champs, Spain. It always seems to come down to these two teams. In Beijing and London, it was for gold, and in Rio, it was in the semis. But don't worry, Team USA has the upper hand, with the current record being 16-2. to So again, that game is late night tonight with the men's semifinal then starting Wednesday and early morning Thursday, and the final gold medal game will be Friday night. If you're a fan of Team USA women's soccer, I am sorry to tell you this next part. So we did advance to the semifinals after winning against the Netherlands. We took it all the way through extra time into penalty kicks, and man, if you didn't watch it, 
you need to go back and check it out because it was absolutely riveting. So we won that game. Then we advanced to play Canada, who also advanced on penalty kicks. And that game was this morning. Our goalie, Alyssa Naher, went down in the first half with a knee injury. And then a penalty in the box was awarded to our neighbors to the north. And they scored off that penalty kick. That was around the 70th minute. And that was the only goal scored all game. So Team USA is out in the semifinals. To put that in perspective, we lost in Rio to Sweden in penalty kicks in the quarterfinals. We also had nine goals discounted on offside penalties. And frankly, our women just did not look up to their normal selves during this entire tournament. No team has won the World Cup and then the following Olympics, and it looks like that streak will now continue. We will play Australia for the bronze on Thursday morning, bright and early at 3 a.m. In men's Olympic golf, Xander Schauffele took home the gold for Team USA. It seemed to be a rematch from the Masters in April, but this time Hideki Matsuyama was in second chasing Xander Schauffele, and this time Xander Schauffele came out on top. Slovenia's Rory Sabatini shot a 61 in the final round, which would be 10 under, to put a ton of pressure on the American. But in a clutch putt at the end, it just wasn't enough, and Schauffele takes the gold. This was important to Xander because his mother and his grandparents are from Japan, and his grandparents actually still live there. Here's a nice piece of Olympic trivia for you. The last American to win gold in golf before Xander was in 1900. Now, that's kind of cheating because golf has only been back since Rio, and they went out in 1906. So, kind of cheating, but a nice stat. And it sounds really good. The major story that came out of the Olympics this over this past week was Simone Biles getting a case of the twisties and pulling out of the team competition. She did this after her first vault, which scored a, in the 12-point range. She has since sat out the individual all-around, the floor, the uneven bars, and the vault final. However, breaking news is that she will be back for the beam tomorrow morning. For those of you who don't know, a case of the twisties basically means that a gymnast loses themselves in the air. So if you watched her vault that she did in competition, she didn't know where she was and she only did a one and a half twist when she was supposed to do a two and a half twist. And that can be very dangerous for a gymnast because if you lose yourself when you come down wrong, you actually could paralyze yourself if it's a bad enough finish. This has been widely debated over the last week, whether she did the right thing by sitting out, whether she shouldn't have come at all to the Olympics if she was mentally in a weird space. And honestly, I don't know what to tell you. I totally understand both sides. I definitely don't want to say that quitting is a good thing. I don't think we should be praising her for quitting. But if she's in a messed up headspace, not much you can do and you know you kind of got to respect it even if you don't like it she is the greatest of all time at least so far and I think that that puts a huge pressure on an athlete to be called the goat in the middle of your career so maybe something that's good that's going to come from this is we stop calling people goats when they're still competing 
If you want to reach out and talk more about this, I could talk for hours, but we'll go ahead and move on. Simone dropping out of the team final was huge and it opened the door for the Russian Olympic Committee to come in and get gold. And Team USA fought bravely, but we ended up with the silver. Simone dropping out of the individual all-around meant there was going to be a new champion, but we didn't know if the streak of Americans since 2004 was going to continue. And Suni Lee had something to say about that. She came out and rocked it and took home the gold for Team USA. This was a bit of a surprise, but also not unheard of. And something that else that needs to be mentioned here is Brazilian Rebecca Andrade won Brazil's first medal in gymnastics ever. And then in the vault, she actually took home gold. So Brazil had no medals and then they made it two and now one's gold. I'm not going to ruin the floor event because that actually airs tonight. So I will not give away those results right now. And the beam is the final women's apparatus that competes tomorrow. If you're wondering, hey, Claire, why don't you mention the men? That's because we've had no medals on the men's side so far for Team USA. However, Israel had their first medal in gymnastics and their only gold of the Tokyo Olympics so far on the men's side. So that's a little interesting. Okay, so swimming is now over. So let's go ahead and kind of recap what all has happened there. The men's 4 by 100 meter medley relay as was the last event to compete, and they broke the world record, making it just the perfect ending to the swimming events. Caleb Dressel definitely lived up to the expectations, and he took home five out of five Olympic golds. Those were the 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly, 4 by 100 meter free relay, and the 4 by 100 medley relay. He is truly impressive, and if you saw his press conference after his first gold medal win, I mean, you can't help but get emotional after that. Team USA also swept the long-distance events, with Katie Ledecky taking both the 800-meter and the debut of the 1500-meter, while Bobby Fink won the gold in both events on the men's side. The 800-meter was the debut event for the men, because the 1500-meter has been competed before, but man, no one really expected the USA to sweep all the long distance events. So that was truly amazing. If you felt like swimming was a little bit of a letdown this year, you're not wrong. Team USA took home 11 golds in swimming and 30 medals total. And in Rio, we took home 16 golds and 33 medals total. So we did a little bit better last Olympics and Team Australia did dramatically better from Rio and they snatched a bunch of medals from us. They had 10 medals total with three golds in Rio. They doubled their total to go to 20 and nine of which were gold. Emma McEwen and Ariane Titmus were particularly prolific for the team down under. I can't possibly skip on the Olympic drama and upsets that happened in the world in tennis. Naomi Osaka, lighter of the Olympic torch, darling of the Tokyo Games, and the highest paid female athlete this year, lost in the third round. Her Czech opponent went on to play Switzerland's Belinda Bensik for the gold, and Belinda Bensik took home the gold for Switzerland. All right, if you're a big tennis fan, this one's going to hurt. Novak Djokovic will not be getting the Golden Slam this year. 
He lost to German Alexander Zerev in the semifinals. The good news there was Zerev went on to win gold over ROC's Kachanov in straight sets. However, Djokovic played for bronze and lost that as well. Also, here's a hashtag girlfriend hint for you. The Golden Slam is when you win all of the Grand Slam events and the Olympic gold medal in one calendar year. It has only been done one time, obviously, since the Olympics are only played every four years. It makes it exponentially harder. It was done in 1988 by Steffi Graf. There's two other big stories I want to hit on that actually are for other teams. Team GBR had a huge day. After four Olympics and heartbreaking bronze in both Rio and London, Tom Daly, the diver, finally got his gold in the 10-meter synchronized diving competition with his partner, Maddie Lee. Now, Tom Daly has been the face of GBR's diving for four Olympics now, but has never had gold until now. Also, after all the hubbub around Team New Zealand's Laurel Hubbard being the first trans woman to compete in the Olympics ever, she actually DNF'd in her event of the weightlifting 87 kilometers and over event this past morning. DNF means did not finish. So with the end of swimming comes the beginning of track and field. In a truly unprecedented moment of sportsmanship in the men's high jump, Qatar Mudez Barsham and Italy's Gianmarco Tambiri decided to share the gold medal rather than having a jump off after both competitors had no misses all the way up to 7-10 when they both could not clear the bar. Both had such respect for the other jumper that they just decided to split the gold medal. Italy's gold medal hopes didn't end there either. The men's 100-meter dash ran that night and you are the world's fastest man if you win. And Italy's Marcel Jacobs stunned the world by running three PRs to get himself into the final and win the gold medal. On the women's side, Jamaica had the favorite and the reigning Olympic champ, and they swept the event. Elaine thompson Hera won in 10.60, which is a new Olympic record. That Olympic record for the women's 100-meter dash had stood since 1988 and was set by Flojo. Florence Joyner, a.k.a. Flojo, is considered the most prolific women's sprinter of all time, and she was American and had a fabulous sense of style. In a surprise upset in the women's 100-meter hurdles, Puerto Rico's Jasmine Camacho Quinn won and beat the world record holder Kenny Harrison from Team USA, who got the silver. Team USA usually dominates that event, so that was a huge upset. But don't worry, Team USA did get their first gold in track and field today in the women's discus. That brings the medal count as of this morning to USA 64, China 62, and Russian Olympic Committee 50 for total medals. And for golds, China 29, US 22, and Japan 17. That is the recap completed, and now let's go to what to watch this week. As you can imagine, it's all Olympics all the time. I already touched on basketball, so I'm not going to touch on that. The only beach volleyball team 
that USA has left is April Ross and Alex Kleinman. They play tonight primetime against Germany in the quarterfinals. And then the semifinals will be Wednesday and the gold medal match will be Thursday night. The last gymnastics apparatus for the women's will take place tomorrow morning at 344, bright and early, but it is the beam and Biles is back. Also on Tuesday morning is the women's 200 meter dash final. If you're sitting here thinking, okay, Claire, track and field is so not my thing. My brother, I'm talking to you. Do not, do not miss the women's 400 meter hurdle final tomorrow night at 930. If you miss everything else, that's fine, but do not miss this event. Team USA has Dalila Muhammad and Sydney McLaughlin who are competing for not only the gold medal, but have traded off world records. It's going to be amazing. On Wednesday is the men's 200 meter dash in the morning. The men's triple jump at night, which I got to give a shout out to my old teammate, Will Clay there. That will be competed at 9 p.m. We also have the final of the men's shot put. We have two American men who also have traded off world records and Olympic champs and world champs. So that should be a USA dominated event. Thursday morning brings on the debut of sports climbing with the men's combined at 7:10 a.m. And right before that is the men's 400 meter dash at seven. Also in the morning session of athletics is the final event of the women's heptathlon and the men's decathlon. That is my old event that I used to do, but It's a little confusing, so if you want to watch, just let me know, and I can explain it a little bit more in depth. Also debuting are plenty of karate events from Thursday and Friday through the rest of the games. The men's and women's 4 by 100 meter relay will run Friday morning, as well as the women's 400 meter dash at 7.35 a.m. This is Allison Felix's final Olympics. Final round of the women's golf competition will be played Friday night. And sadly, Saturday is the last day of Olympic competition. We have 31 gold medals going out that day in tons of different events, including the men and women's 4x400 meter relay in the morning session of track and field. The men's marathon always takes place on the final day of competition. And check out some cycling events. They're really fun, including like men's team pursuit, where one team, you basically just try to catch the other team. And that can last five minutes or it can last 25 minutes. So there's plenty of great events left to watch. Obviously, I could not hit on everything because there's just so much. So enjoy the final week of the Olympic Games in Tokyo. God, it hurts me to say that. But that anyway, that's it for me this week. I do want to let y'all know that I will not be doing the podcast over the next two weeks as I am getting married this weekend and going on my honeymoon. So go Team USA and don't forget to check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. See y'all next time.